Welcome to the podcast. Last time we talked about receiving feedback, and this time we'll talk about giving feedback. I'm joined again by my co-host Megan Evans from Communications. Hi. Sarah Kiley from IT Member Support, and TJ Kirk from Business and Technology Strategies. As you all probably know, feedback is essential to keeping the lines of communication open and building strong relationships. So guys, how do you all feel about giving feedback? What's your most common approach? TJ, let's start with you. Well, the first thing I like to think about is, am I in a position to give feedback? Um, A lot of the times you can kind of get unsolicited feedback from people, and it's especially bad when that person isn't really someone who should be giving you feedback. So am I the boss, am I an instructor, or has the person asked for my feedback? In those cases, you know, it's definitely okay to go ahead. But for example, in the climbing gym, it's very bad etiquette to just walk up to someone and start criticizing their climbing technique, <laughs> even if it's very poor. <laughs> so something to think about first. And then once, you know, I've decided like, all right, I will give this person <clears throat> feedback, really observing them, understanding what is the issue and how are all the things functioning within that issue. So that when I go talk to them, the first thing I'm going to do is say something they're doing well. I'm going to say, you know, you've done a really good job at this or you're trying really hard at this. And then we go into the issue together and try to position yourself as a standing side by side with the person looking at an issue, not blaming them for the problem. So you're doing this really well, but I've noticed that, you know, you're really struggling with X. So now that we've identified this issue, let's talk about ways to improve that issue and give them practical advice they can use going forward. And that's how I try to give advice. I'm sure it doesn't always, you know, come out that well, but that is the (laughs) ideal I aim for. Awesome. How about you, Sarah? Well, I'm not comfortable giving people feedback unless it's to compliment them on a performance or on a specific deliverable. Then I'm very comfortable unless I know them well. So I prefer to develop a relationship with someone more so than just a team acquaintance or whatever. And as I'm getting to know them, I will feel more comfortable about giving them constructive feedback if I've seen that they've been struggling with something. But I'm not one to just give feedback on an individual level. Okay, thank you for being honest. How about you, Megan? I kind of stand in the same space as Sarah does. I don't always feel very comfortable giving people feedback. I guess I'm still kind of learning when it's the right time for me to deliver feedback since I don't manage people, so I don't get a lot of opportunity to practice (laughs) and to kind of identify, all right, here's... Here's an opportunity to deliver feedback, but I always try if someone asks me my opinion on something, I just try to be really thoughtful in my response and to think about the work that they're doing and to keep in mind that even if they are soliciting feedback and even if you have something constructive, you need to tell them people here are really proud of the work that they do. And you don't want to deliver any kind of feedback flippantly. You want to make sure that people understand that you recognize that they care about their jobs and that you recognize the value that they bring and that you, you know, just want to help everything run more smoothly and be better. So I think it's just really important to approach it in that way. What about you, Karen? I like to think about the person that I'm interacting with before I give feedback and, and take into consideration how I think they may want to hear it or receive it. I like to ask them sometimes, do you want to know what I think? Do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> um, before I just offer feedback. But I try to be honest 
and provide specific examples and do it real time. And by real time, I mean within a day or a week of something occurring um, so that it's fresh in both of our minds and, and try to think about the situation that happened versus putting emotion around the person. Do any of you have stories that you might want to share of a time where you received feedback and it didn't go well? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, when I was in college, I was writing a paper on nuclear energy, and I didn't realize my professor and I disagreed very strongly on kind of the fundamental use of nuclear energy in the world. So she flunked me for something I felt I shouldn't have been flunked for, and pretty much all feedback was out the window because we just disagreed so strongly about what was useful feedback in that case. So it just wasn't very effective. We were just coming at it from the wrong angle, and it was very antagonistic and didn't end too well. Uh, as a more lighthearted example of bad feedback, my friends and I, again, at the climbing gym, we like to give each other uh, spectacularly unhelpful advice. <laughs> as, you know, like, if we can't make it to the top, it's like, you shouldn't have fallen. <laughs> if, if you held on to that hold, you wouldn't have fallen. <laughs> you know, very funny, but again, not very good feedback in the big scheme of things. <laughs> and if any of you might want to check in with TJ on climbing, feel free to do so or not. <laughs> Megan? Uh, oh, well, I know it kind of is a broad example, not something so specific, but a lot of the times when I've gotten feedback kind of through multiple channels and not in a timely way. This has happened a couple of times where it just really feels like if I could have gotten that three months ago, I would be so happy because I would have been able to fix it three months ago. And now I feel like there's nothing that I can do right now to, to fix the issue. And then I feel like I'm kind of backpedaling and I've got to do a lot of work to repair relationships with some of the folks that I was working with. So it's kind of hard. Um, I've had that happen, and it's really hard to bounce back from that. And it takes a lot of work to rebuild those relationships with those people and kind of get trust back. And like, I really can do things better. I know I can. Just give me a chance. And you don't want to, you know, lose that opportunity to show them kind of in the middle of your work, like, hey, I can, I can do the 360. I can turn around and I can make it better if you need me to. So that's an example that I have. Thank you. I guess my example would be as a third party or witness to someone getting called out on the carpet in a public meeting. It has got to be the worst situation. And this was at another company, but the CEO would routinely do this during staff meetings, and it became such a dreadful experience. I, I ultimately left mm. just because I couldn't witness it anymore. I would cringe. Wow. Awful. Yes, it was horrible. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So managers don't do that. <laughs> yes, when possible, um, do give constructive feedback in private settings. I think the employees will trust leaders in those situations um, and be more open and receptive to receiving feedback. And it'll give you a chance to maybe have some dialogue and listen to each other. Absolutely. But I can't think of a scenario where feedback for me was not helpful. I think any feedback is very helpful. And I actually consider it a gift. And it's a great gift, especially when it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I echo those sentiments, Sarah. So thank you once again, everyone, for participating in this session and being honest and open about your experiences with giving and receiving feedback. Um, it was extremely valuable information and your time and effort are greatly appreciated.
So we know everyone loves a good list. And here's one on delivering effective feedback. One, focus on the behavior. Give specific real-time examples. Two, keep it simple. Three, focus on the behavior that can be changed. Four, consider the value to the receiver and the relationship and have positive intent. So that concludes this podcast. Thanks again to my co-host and my guests. We hope you join us next time. And as always, we want to hear from you. So make sure you give your feedback for this podcast in the comments section of the blog, or you can send an email to either myself or to Karen. We look forward to hearing from you.